Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the Focus Point Podcast. I'm really glad you decided to give us a listen. I hope that the words that you hear will encourage you and bless you. I encourage you also to share this with your family and your friends. If you need more information, you can head over to thepointoffocus.com where you'll find other podcast episodes, blog posts, videos, and just some more general information about our ministry. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. We are continuing on in our series in the book of Exodus, and today we're actually officially going to start looking at Moses' life. So if you have a copy of the Bible handy, get it open, whether it's paper or electronic. And Exodus chapter 2 and verses 1 through 10 is where we'll be today. Last week we started the series and we kind of put closure on Joseph and kind of put closure on that moment in time for the Israelites now as they're being called in Egypt. And we saw that a new king rose to power and didn't care about the fact that they were brought in by Joseph, didn't know who Joseph was, this pharaoh, and um, they just were now becoming a nuisance they were becoming more popular more more populous than them and he didn't he feared like a a rate a rebel and so he didn't want them to be able to rise up against him and all that stuff and so he ordered that the midwives kill the baby boys and let the girls live and the midwives didn't do that they feared god they knew it wasn't right and so then, as we ended Exodus 1 last week, we saw that his his new edict, his new mandate was just to throw all the baby boys in the Nile River. So that's kind of where we are. And it's just this paradise, this promised land to prison idea that now is plaguing the nation of Israel. Because they were once in a place where they were accepted and where they were all, and then now they were looked at as... Um, being a nuisance, being overpopulated, acting like they were going to rise up against them, and now they were becoming slaves in this once promised land that they were in. So as we pick up in Exodus 2 here, we're going to see Moses. And as our our theme is for this uh, series in the book of Exodus, this entire series, it's continued faithfulness. And this continued faithfulness Um, for not just Israel, but for Moses as we get later on, but also too, we're going to see it in this story involving Moses' parents, Moses' mom more specifically, as it's mentioned. But we're going to see what happens here with this whole kind of, with this whole thing. So let's, let's dive into Exodus chapter two here. We're going to read verses one through 10, and then we're kind of going to just talk about it and, um, see what God has for us here in this moment. So about this uh, so Exodus 2 verse 1 it says about this time a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for 3 months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. So she um, she put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. Verse 5, soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, 
she sent her maid to go get it for her. When the princess opened it up, she saw the baby. The baby was crying, and she felt so sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. The baby said, the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go find one of the Hebrew women to nurse this baby for you, she asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the, told the baby's mother, and I will pay you for your help. So the woman took the baby home and nursed him. Later, when the boy got older, the mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. So there's a lot going on here, okay? First of all, it kind of seems like, well, they're disobeying the uh, disobeying Pharaoh here. And it's even kind of presented here that even Pharaoh's daughter was kind of like against the whole idea of this being, of, of this mandate that he had of all the baby boys and all of that because she offered to take him in like she wanted him alive and it's clear that she knew it was a hebrew children and if you really want to get technical and split hairs she did put him in the nile river she just put him in a basket right but she put faith in this one basket she put faith in this moment and not only just in the basket but in in god and so as we see as we kind of unpack this um the baby uh, was was born into this into this moment of like turmoil, and it wasn't um, it wasn't good a good time, right? But Moses was the spe- Moses was special, and his mom in- indicated that he was special and that there was something that needed to be done. So she hid him. Now this was you know. Any, anybody that, like, has a baby, has a child, would know that it's like, well, I'm not gonna just throw my baby in the river. It's just a natural, like, parent thing. It's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. That sounds ridiculous. And we find out in Hebrews 11.23, Hebrews 11 is like the Hall of Faith kind of chapter of Hebrews. And it talks about Moses, it talks about Noah, it talks about a lot of other people who had faith. Abraham and Sarah, as we've talked about in this Um, Journey to the Promised Land series. And it says in Hebrews, it says, By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. So we see see this this faith here that something's got to be done because this is like every, every child is an extraordinary child. Every child has this ability to do something great and we don't know what it is so she did exactly what pharaoh said to do she put her son in the river but she took care to put him in a waterproof basket right that that floated along the river so now she's putting faith not only in that but she's putting faith in this basket she's putting faith in god and this entire situation because now, as we've talked about in the past, now the future is uncertain. What is, what is going to happen with this baby? Th- this faith that she now has to have. And it, it's interesting to note that she didn't know what was going to happen. And we talked about that in Joseph's, and we talked about that with Abraham. It's like even when the future's unclear, we still need to have faith 
in God. We need to remain faithful to God. And so she knew it wasn't right to kill him. She knew it wasn't right to just throw him in the Nile River like Pharaoh had said. So she put him in this basket, this, this faith in one basket that she made herself, hoping that he would float down the river and somebody would find him and take care of him. Just all the faith right here. But she also had faith in God because she, she trusted God. Now, God had a plan, though. We've often said in this in this series that God, we said it in the in the last series, like, and this is why, like, I wanted to continue on with this this continued faithfulness because all of our all all of our big ideas for our series and like faithfulness to God's plan will be rewarded, right? And God's got a plan. God's got dreams, right? God had a plan for Moses. God had a dream for Moses, and He had planned this all out. He had planned he had planted in the hearts and in the minds of Moses' parents, specifically his mother, to not do that um, horrible thing that probably a lot maybe lots of other Hebrews were doing to their babies. And she knew to keep him safe. She knew that that was not what was not what was supposed to happen to him. And so this was beautifully planned. As we can see now, as as a story unfolds, God's planned for Moses to be saved and Israel to be saved. He, he guided the parents, as I just said, to, to do this for Moses. The heart of Pharaoh's daughter, all of this was in God's hands. All of this was planned by God for the deliverance of the people of Israel. Because... As we read, and I want to read it again, so give me just a second. I want to go back and find it in Genesis 50 where Joseph says to his people, or Joseph says to his brothers, um, Genesis 50, 24. Soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers, but God surely will come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he had promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, it's like, like, like I said when I read that the first time, we're seeing it now. It's like this is now the moment where God has promised that he's going to bring these people out of Israel. I mean, sorry, out of Egypt. And Moses is the person that's going to do it, as, as we know if you, if, if you know the story. But right now, no one really knows that. It's just this baby was special. God had put it in their hearts Right, God had, had had placed it in everybody's heart that was involved, and even Pharaoh's daughter. And it was just planned that way for God's purpose. God had a dream for Moses, if you if you if you will, just like He had a dream for Joseph, and now He's He's got this this plan to keep Moses safe. And not only that, but Moses' mom, and I've always read this story, especially since I became a parent. It's it's this, and I'm a dad, and mothers are mothers think differently toward their kids, right? It, it, it's a mother kind of thing. Putting that baby in a basket, a dad would have maybe had an easier time with it. Mother, like, for example, I 
when my when my daughter first started going to ch- when we first took her to church when we first took her down into the nursery right i just kind of put her on the counter and the people took her and away they went and, and my, my my wife her mother was kind of like yeah i don't know like about that and it, it, it's just very very hesitant even for so like the mother had to be i'm not saying the dad would have just like, oh just put him in the basket dear and let's go come on we've got it's just it's all a hesitant thing right and and mothers are even more kind of like this is my baby and so but God had a plan for that and it says that God um, and we see that God rewarded it rewarded sorry (laughs) rewarded his mother the faith of his mother because she trusted by hiding him and she trusted him by putting him in the river. So she hid him for three months. She trusted God that, that that was the right thing to do and that was the right plan and that God helped him with that. It's not can't be easy to hide a baby. If you've had a baby before, you know. Um, my daughter wasn't so bad, but my son cried all the time and they make they, they it's just they make noise, right? It's hard to hide a baby. But God was there, this this hedge of protection as God was keeping his keeping his plan, his dream for Moses intact. And not only that, but his promise that he was going to rescue Israel from Egypt. So, this was all a part of it. And God rewarded the faith of Moses' mother by giving Moses back to her to raise. And not only that, but Pharaoh's daughter paid him for it. Paid her for it. So not only, so just, I don't know, hours, minutes, who knows how long this event unfolded. I doubt it was days, but it, it moments, minutes, hours, right? From the time she put him in that basket, the time she, she, she laid her baby in that basket. And I want you to picture this. Like, that's why I keep kind of circling around it. Like, put him in the basket, right? Close the lid of that basket. Or, or not, if it had a lid, maybe it had kind of like a, um, but it could be indicated that it doesn't, but either way, kind of had a covering on it maybe, or maybe it didn't, and just laying her, her baby, her infant son, three months old, in that basket, and, and just kind of nudging it down into the current of the river, at that moment, not knowing what was going to happen. Was that going to get caught in like a tremendous current of the of the Nile River and just go way down and down and down and down and down? And, but it, it just was all carefully guided down the river just a little bit where Pharaoh's daughter found it and his sister was able to come part of the plan. And from just that moment of putting the baby in there Kissing, kissing him goodbye maybe for the last time she thought and just sending that down the river to now raising her son raising her own son who she thought she was never going to see again and get paid for it God is amazing when we see this and we don't always see it when it first, when it first comes about she didn't know this was going to happen, and she still had to give up Moses in the end, 
right? She had to bring it back. She had to bring him back to Pharaoh. So she she took care of the baby in its infancy and in young like young age, and then brought it back to uh, to Pharaoh's daughter, so she could raise him, so she could adopt him. And Moses now became a part of that royal family. And so now Moses has that lineage, that, that royal family, that, that, that family line, but he's also a Hebrew. He's also an, an Israelite. And so Moses could go anywhere with this, he being a part of the royal family. Moses could be involved with anything and everything like that. This is a big moment. And what what I see here, okay, away from putting our baby in a basket and all of that, it's the full trust, the full faithfulness to have with God. That he keeps his promises, that his word never fails, that all, all of these things, and we know it and we can say it just like me. I could sit here and say, God's promises are good. Not one of God's promises failed. Not this and that. And God's kept his promises all through this entire series that we've been looking at as, as we continue. But it's, it's not uh, easy when we think about it, when we, when we're looking at a job loss or the end of a marriage or the, 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 the a friendship is dissolved. And we don't understand why we don't under, we don't get it, and it's hard to understand why. It's hard to to put things in God's hands. We want to control it. We want to we want to see how we can do it, right? We want to help God's hand, kind of like Abraham did. And and I see that. And and sometimes I like playing what if with these kind of stories. Well, what if? Instead of putting the baby in a basket, what if she decided to try and keep him? What if, like all of these different things, and then like Pharaoh's guards found out, and all of this stuff, and it just totally would derail God's plans. But because of their faithfulness in God, because of their trust in God, and because of their their, their love for God and God's plan that they didn't know anything about, they gave this this baby over. And what if there's some things that we could do that with as well? As, as we journey to the promised land, maybe there's some things that we're holding on to that are just hindering our ability to continue progress toward our goal and our dreams. Because that's what this series is about overall. It's, it's this journey to what we're calling our promised lands. We're, we, we're all going different ways. And maybe it's a, a one-month promised land. Maybe it's a five-year promised land that you're trying to reach to. And basically, I'm just saying that a promised land is a goal. A dream. That, that, that's what this idea of this entire series is. And we're pulling out these things to help us. And, and what if there's some things that we just need to put trust in God with? Maybe it's even, maybe it's even our kids. Maybe it's high school is getting getting somewhere with them, and they seem to be making some questionable decisions and just some choices that it's kind of like I don't know. We have faith and trust in God that the people that are around them are, are there to help them, 
and that we have faith and trust in God that when we say like say something to try and help them that they'll listen to us and you know I'm not saying to fully just kind of like well he's a teenager he's just teenagers are going to be teenagers and all that's not what I'm saying and that's not what I intend to say but I'm saying it sometimes just like Abraham had to learn sometimes it's important for us to learn on our own and maybe it's just putting faith and trust that God has a plan and a purpose for them and that that God will will bring them back or that God will change their hearts and their minds about something and it's just that there's a lot of faith and trust when it comes to to older kids and maybe some less with sending a kid to school for the first time or, or or trusting that another family will take care of them when they go over for a sleepover and that everything will be okay like these little bits like i'm just talking maybe silly it may appear to you but these are things that people think about especially as your kids get older have you have you done enough for them right have you have you taught them enough have you showed them enough are they going to make the right decisions? Putting faith and trust in God. And then elsewhere as we, outside of that, like, because I mean, that's a promised land, right? If we have, if you have kids, like it, it's a promised land to try. It, it's a goal to raise them upright. It's a goal to hope that they are um, instilled with good values. It's a goal that they're ready for adulthood and, and ready for life on their own. But you always have that moment, like, did I do it right? And that can also go into, like, workplace goals and into, like, just other family goals or financial goals or whatever. Am I putting enough into this? Am I working hard enough? Is my boss seeing what I'm doing? All of these different kinds of things. And maybe it's those kind of things we just need to put in the hands of God. Put it in a basket and send it on down the river. And let God pick it up where God's going to pick it up. Or maybe it'll catch back up to us at a later time. Maybe it's not ready yet. And we're trying to like shove a square peg in a round hole. And we're just trying our hardest and all of this. And we're just we're getting mad at God along the way. But ultimately, maybe it's just not time yet for that particular thing. And we got to have that continued faith as all of these pieces start to fall into place. Because I'm pretty sure, as I've kind of already hinted at, Moses' mom had no idea what was going to happen. But she put that baby in a basket. And sometimes, and I I know we sometimes, I know we don't know. It's not sometimes. A lot of things, we don't know what's going to happen. Like when we get a bill and it's gone up 100 bucks, Or when we, um, you know, use more of something, right? Or... We take a pay cut or something like this and just like what is going on and we don't understand it but then when we look back we can see it just like Moses's mom oh I put the baby in the basket I trusted God and now look I've got him back but at that moment she didn't know that and so um I hope these words find some encouragement for you that maybe there's some things that you've got to put in the hands of God put in in the faith basket if you will and just send them send them away for a little bit or send them away permanently so that way you can get realigned with what God has for you and get taking steps again toward that dream toward that goal toward that vision that you have 
Otherwise, it's just going to be this endless circle of stuff that just kind of like, I'm just not going anywhere. And that frustration is going to set in. And then it's you're going to, like Abraham did, you're going to try and help, you know, and it's not going to end well, just like it didn't for Abraham. So I, I hope that this encouraged you some, that just getting rid of some things and just letting God have some of this stuff. Like your job performance at work. Do what you can. Do your best all the time. And let God handle everything else. Because it's clear that God can handle the hearts of people. If they're not hard. As we're going to see, right? Later on in the story with Pharaoh. We're going to see how how a hard heart gets in the way too. But also, if, if your heart is soft and open. God will work on people for your good. It's here, right here. Pharaoh's own daughter had compassion and had tears in her eyes at this baby that was in the river because of her dad. And she had brought it into her own home. It's amazing and a wonderful story. And God can do that. Then he, And if God can do that, then he can do that now with other people that are around us. Just soften their heart and still on their heart. And they may not even know who God is. But they'll still have this, this God plan in their heart that they don't even know about. Whether they believe in God or not, like I said. But it's God's plan. And they'll say something. They'll do something. It'll react in a way that'll help you. Just, just give it over to God. It's continued faithfulness. So we're going to see Moses grown up next week. And we're going to continue on with this and we're going to see um, see what happens we're going to start a new series next week called when God rolls up his sleeves and I'm excited to start that one I keep saying that but I'm excited a lot that's because this is good stuff so next week we're continuing on with, with Moses' story we're starting a new series called when God rolls up his sleeves so I hope to see you there <laughs>